Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Benjamin Boyce, and I would like to wish you all a happy new year, new decade, and start of this fresh little 2020 year that we got going on. This is episode 11 of season two of my podcast, and today's guest is Ariel Scarcella, who is a YouTuber, uh, somebody who actually spends their life full-time YouTubing. And uh, she is a lesbian and kind of a um, sex educator, I think is fair to say, and also a member of the LGBT community. And in this conversation, we talk about her time as a YouTuber. She's been doing it for over 10 years now and her involvement in the LGBT community and the ways in which that community has shifted over the last five years or so and the concerns that she has about that. And then some of the solutions that she's pursuing uh, to reverse some of the trends within the community and how that community is being perceived uh, by those outside of the community. So, um, here you go that's cool though a condo in new york i know you're like an adult or something yeah do you identify that way i identify as 25 (laughs) i wish i was 20 well do i really wish i was 25 again probably not 25 was shit year it's getting better and better as time goes on we'll say that my my 30s have been way better than my 20s thank god is there, you think there, there's a reason for that? Are you just more confident or is the world oh, different think, around you? I think that, I think, yeah, I think I'm way more confident. I don't, I don't give a, as many fucks. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I, th- I think it was, do you believe in astrology at all? Or like the planets and the, probably I, not. I don't, I don't <laughs> disbelieve in it. So so many people make fun of me for, for believing in it, but you know what? Like I look at my birth chart. I'm not talking about like the fucking horoscopes that you, you know, that you go on, go on like the Daily News and see. This is like your birth chart, and it tells you, you know, you know certain events that that will likely yeah. happen in your lifetime and stuff like that. And ev- everything has lined up, and I'm like, holy shit! And I didn't even I didn't even see my birth chart until I was like 23. So and I looked back at it, and I was like, everything had had happened in that in that same way. So it's like your pattern. Yes. So that's why I I think my Saturn return when I turned 28 was huge. I went on my medication for my anxiety and life Mm. got better in every possible way. So that's, that's the long and the short of it, I guess. When, when did you start the uh, YouTube media thing? Oh, I've been doing YouTube for 10 years at this point. This, this year was my 10th year, 2009. I started, um, because I got, believe it or not, I got fired from my first job for the same reason that they hired me, which is they wanted to do digital media. And then they realized they didn't have funding for it. <laughs> so they fired me. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they went under like a year later. So bye. Um, but it was the best, d- d- best thing that happened to me was to get fired because I started making videos. So, and now that's my full-time job. So <laughs> can, can we, can I just start asking about your story? Okay? Yeah, you, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you do these things. You could, I'm, I'm open. I, you could pretty much ask me. I just press I, record and then see what yeah, happens. Yeah, you could ask, you could ask me whatever you want. I, I think people 
that know me at this point at least have seen a few videos of mine are like, okay, yeah, she talks, talks about like squirting on camera. Like she's fine. She talks about anything. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you know what? Everybody's got their own kind of private corner of their life, even if it doesn't involve I guess that's true. Yeah, juicy yeah. bits like that. That's true. What, what, what was your first content then? Uh, my first content. Yeah. Well, um, i trying to think my first, my first video ever is still up. Um, and it was about going to the lesbian club and, the one lesbian bar in New York City and getting hit on by a straight couple, by like a bisexual girl and, and her, her husband or something or a boyfriend. And I was just like not having it. It's like a minute video. But I was just I had my webcam. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was bored. I had just gotten fired, you know, and I was sitting home in that, that summer and I was like, I need to do something creative. And I was like, I could probably post a video and teach myself how to edit. And I just did it. And then I was it just kept going. <laughs> I found out I um I found a few other LGBT YouTubers in the area, um and they had this thing called Seven Eight Nine, which had literally happened the week before I started going. This the week before I started posting, or the week after I started posting, and I was like, oh, there's a community around this. I yeah. should probably get involved since I have time, and I'm not planning on going back to work. I I just wanted to, I had just graduated college, and I didn't want to. If I if I had this if I was able to take the summer off, I wanted to do it. So I just I got fired. I was like, whatever. I got fired in May, June, July, August. I was going to take the, the months off because I had just graduated. I worked my ass off for four years. And I was going to mm. go back and look, start looking for work in September. And then I did. I wound up working at other other ad agencies. And um, it was yeah. that your uh, your education was in advertising, Adverti- or advertising, and yeah, communications design, advertising, graphic design, mar- uh, not really marketing, and not really film and video, which is what I do now. I taught. That's all self taught. Um, basically, they just taught us how to come up with good concepts, I guess, but you can't really teach people to have a good ideas. So <laughs> that's probably why a lot of the kids in my school that graduated aren't doing what I'm doing. They're just like bartenders and stuff, which is great for them. Um, but you can't teach people how to think. You can teach no. people how to communicate with other people, but you, you know, I don't know. I, I think to be an artist and to be a communications person in that way, media communications, like, what do they call us? Like, talking heads is what some people yeah, say pundit. about YouTubers. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, I see that. Um, I don't think you can teach people how to do that. I think you either have it in you or you don't. I think you can grab an audience with the story you're telling or you or you can't. Like, you, is <laughs> I don't know. But they taught me it. Um, the one thing they did teach you and the one thing they did teach me in school is um, how to market myself, which is good. Like, how to like physically, like visually brand yourself and work mm. with brands and stuff. Cause if I wasn't doing video technically with my degree, what I would be doing is I would be working for the PR companies that are hired by the brands to do these campaigns with influencers. Hmm. That would be my job. Now, back then, 10 years, 20 years ago, I'd be like in a big building in Manhattan, you know, making TV commercials. Like that's technically what my degree is in, but that's not how now you work. are the now, commercial. Now it's, yeah, now I am the commercial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which I think is better. What was yeah. it like then uh, when you started doing it at the very beginning? Was there like a pretty immediate response, or did you have to kind of uh, get momentum going? What was YouTube like at that point, and then how was it oh interacting with you? It was literally the complete opposite of what it is now. It was a hundred percent community driven. Not, not many people were even making money at that point. Maybe like five percent of the creators were even partnered. Like I had to work to get partnered. I had to, I had to work for a year 
and create really good content back then. Anyway, what's considered good content? It's shitty now. <laughs> but back then it was like, wow, this is great. Um, <laughs> I had to work to get that partnership. Now you just, what do you need? Like a, I, at, at one point, I think anybody, I, at this point, I think anybody could just sign up and, and start making ad revenue on their videos. Um, but a lot of people back then would get denied, which is probably what they should do now. But mm-hmm. <laughs> not going to tell YouTube how to run their business. Um, but yeah, but they, what was the, running. what was the viewership then? What was the audience they're, like? How like did they a react good, to you? A good viewership for a week for me back then was like 5,000 views. Like that was like considered like great because the popular YouTubers were getting 50,000 views, you know? So 5,000 yeah. for a, for a starter YouTuber is like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> who's watching them? All the little lesbians and all the little gay boys. And mm. I think Back then, my content was so much more basic in a sense. Like it was just like, okay, here's how to come out, and here's how to talk to your family about it, and here's some funny things, like funny lesbian stereotype video or whatever. And now I'm diving like super deep into topics, so my audience, a, they've grown with me, so they're older because I'm older. But the newer people that I attract are also even older than me, because I'm not talking about coming out anymore. We've we've done that for ten years, like (laughs) the first five years of making content. I don't need to do that anymore. Now we're diving into gender and, um, gender politics and yeah. like laws, you know, and, and cause it's, everyone's like, Oh, it doesn't affect you. No, it does affect us. It does affect women. It does affect people, you know, that if, if, if you're, if you're allowing anybody to identify, self-identify as something that does affect the other people that I, that are also identifying as self. Well, for me, it's not an identity. It's just a visual biological reality you know that's the difference and if you're not like now you have there's some trans some trans women that don't physically transition and they want to be allowed in women's spaces and i'm i I get called the turf for not wanting dick so never mind if i said this publicly which now i am (laughs) i don't think a trans (laughs) woman that is not transitioned physically in any way should be allowed in women's spaces. Like So you're off. you're called a turf for excluding penises from your vagina. Like 100%. to 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 be exclusionary on that level, you still get that. Yes. Yeah, as a yeah. I, I, I can I have if you pull up Ariel Scarcella turf vagina, I'm sure it'll come up on Twitter. Like I sure I'm sure there's like thousands of tweets. Well, th- that's where we are now, but I, I I have a question about what you think about uh the the identity of the LGB or let's just say just the lesbian identity and building a media presence around that aspect of your personality. What was that Mm -hmm. like? And how, how do you think that that community or forming that community around identity is now shifted? So what was it like when you started just producing content around that aspect of your person? That's a diff, that's a difficult question, but I know how to answer it because I thought about this the other day when I was filming a video about it. (laughs) Um, Years ago, there was there was nobody called themselves queer. Nobody called themselves, um, I don't know, just whatever other word that isn't exactly the word lesbian. Um, you were either like lesbian, bisexual, straight, gay. Like it was that symbol. Or you were trans, and then you just said I'm a trans woman and I date men, or I'm a trans woman and I date women. You wouldn't say I'm a trans woman lesbian, and then like you're not even transitioned, and you're you're on dating apps. And I have listen, I have receipts. I have receipts of trans people, not a lot, obviously. There's more trans women that at least try to pass, you know, but there are a lot of trans women. To me, that's very, very male-like, like Like, to go on a dating app looking like you 
calling yourself a lesbian and then getting angry when people when lesbians reject you like no you're like you're you're not deserving of us just because you identify a certain way mm-hmm. that's i'm go, i'm going you know going on a tangent um but years ago like with youtube and and, and in general with the lgbt community everybody there was like four identities or five if you if you're including you know if you're including trans people a trans guy trans girl whatever um and most of the time you know, lesbians and trans people got along, but, and I think it's partially because no one really talked about it. And then in 2013, I started, I was the first person, the first lesbian channel that brought trans people onto the channel to give them voices. Cause they had started posting their own videos. And I was like, Oh, this is like a subset of the community that I haven't given the chance to speak yet. And I had like, maybe like 2013, maybe like, maybe like 200,000 followers back then, which wasn't, it wasn't significant, but it wasn't like it, it was it was significant for the gay community, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I immediately got so much hate, like immediately, like no matter what I said, I got hate, I, even to the point where I started talking about my own body and they were telling me that it was triggering them. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> like the, saying, this certain subset this is, of the community. This is, this is the yeah. Th- so very quickly, I started to realize that with these new trans this very small subset, but loud subset of the trans community, which now we'll, most of them will, t- will tie, we'll, most of the time we'll call them uh, queer activists or SJWs or like super progressive woke people that aren't actually progressive or woke, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and I realized very quickly that there was, there was a subset of people that migrated from Tumblr to YouTube to follow these people. And oh. they were triggered over everything. They were, um, most of them were under the age of 25, maybe even under the age of 21, because uh, I was about 25 at that point. And they, it, it became the way to be for a very long time, up until about 2016, when people like Blair White, Calvin Guerra, Storm Ryan, yeah. um, Rose of Dawn, those people started emerging, and they were like, no, 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 we are sane trans people who understand that biological sex is real, who understand that people might not want to date us. We're trying to live as regular everyday men and women. We're not running around making a mockery, you know, of, of like looking like you and trying to, to, to get mad at people are misgendering you. Like, you know, I understand that again, like not every trans person is going to pass. Not every trans person, um, has the opportunity to, to even come out, but you have to understand that it's not something that I can, like as, as a cis woman, I can't just walk around and like my, my, my bro. It um, up. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Like I can't pass as a man. And I, I, if male privilege is, is real, which most people will admit there's, there's, there's some, priv- not that, not that women also don't have privilege, right? There's privilege in any type of gender, any race, any religion, everything, depending on where you are and what you're doing. Um, but you can't, I can't, it's not like something, somebody that looks like me can't, can erase that just because they feel like, you know, identifying differently that day. Um, I don't know if I'm making sense. There's a lot of, no, no. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. I think it's a huge issue and I think it, it it feels like you're just working this out in real time. There's a lot going on. You're processing a a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like it's, it started like as a very good tight knit LGBT community. And then yeah, like around yeah, like around 2013, when when I started speaking out in, in regards to trans rights, in support of trans rights, by the way, 
I noticed very quickly that there was a subset of group, subset of, of trans people. There was a subset of trans people in a, in a group on YouTube. Um, you want me to name names? Cause I can, <laughs> I don't really care. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's going to help them, but, um, like Chase Ross, Cat Black, Riley Dennis, these people started making, in my opinion, horrible content. They made the trans community hmm. look bad. Um, in, became, in what way do you think? In what way? What just every, everything is transphobic to them. Everything is transphobic. Okay. Everybody's racist. Everybody's sexist. Everybody's, you know, everybody's misogynistic. So it's, it's a very embattled uh, mindset. Very, very, uh, they are the epitome of the oppression Olympics, as, as, as Shu on Head would say. Um, just a horrible group of people. Like, um, Cat Black and Chase Ross made, basically made their careers because they originally started posting, I mean, they had a few videos before they made content about me, but the videos that they made calling me out, that's when cancel culture started becoming a big thing around 2013. Um, they started calling me out, quote, calling me out, because really, what were you calling me out for? For being transphobic, calling me a turf, telling me I'm a whole person, that, and you're the reason that trans kids kill themselves. Excuse me, no, like, I'm not here to validate anybody. I'm here yeah. to, to speak my piece and to I, I'm, I'm hopefully helping others le learn to live their best lives as well, but I'm not here to validate anybody. That's your do job. You think that, do you think that that was uh, kind of the culture of YouTube at a certain point with blood sports and there was a lot of, uh, the, they, a lot of people were capturing attention by making different, by going after each other on YouTube. It seems Absolutely. like that was a thing. Yeah, I, it still is. It, it still is. But it reversed itself, which is great. Like now I'm happy that people do that because now they're not attacking me. Now we have Blair White attacking the bullies that once bullied me. So it came full oh, okay. circle. So these people literally for years, like tried to ruin my career. How did you, I, how did you distance yourself from that? I didn't. I just kept making videos. <laughs> oh, so you I, just ignored it. You just I, water I, off your back. To this day, I've never publicly made a video about any of those people that have made videos about me. Not once. Um, Why not? I don't know. Is it not worth I, your time I, or it's, you're not interested in that? I, I feel like those, the people that hate me, I'm not going to win them anyway. So I don't even bother. And the people that know me and watch my content aren't going to be, you know, persuaded by that. Swayed. Yeah. They're not going to be swayed in that direction anyway. So maybe it is a little bit of waste of my time. Um, and I'm not sure those videos, if I were to post videos about them, I have more followers. I don't necessarily get more views all the time, but I feel like I would be helping them more than I'd be helping myself. So I've just kind of brushed it under the rug. And thank God, like I said, people like Blair, Calvin, Ryan, um, hmm. a bunch of Sam Collins, like London, um, a bunch of other people. Um, Do you think rose, that that rose up and started defending me? And they were like, listen, like she might not say everything perfect all the time. Cause who the hell does? Um, but I'm also the only person that constantly speaks out about, trans issues on my channel anyway and at the same time constantly gets berated because of it by both sides by the left and the right the left because i never say it the perfect way and the right because there actually are turfs on that side sometimes you know people that don't believe that trans trans is real and that kind of thing excuse me that kind of thing mm -hmm. and i get i that's where the um the concept for the the new live live stream uh series that i want to do came from i feel like i've been stuck in the middle and i've gotten hate from both sides since 2013 and I, I do my best. You know, I, I think that 
I think at this point, it's like there's no pleasing either side. So I, I just kind of have gained the audience that's in the middle, which I think there are more people that are in the middle. They're kind of like, okay, like I get some of this trans stuff, but like trans women in sports that look like that have gone through male puberty and look like fucking dudes, like, no, probably not. You know, <laughs> like, like there's, there's got to be a line somewhere. Um, and I think those are the people that watch my stuff now. And some of them, that, and, and a lot of them are trans people. Yeah, there are a lot of yeah, centrist. A lot of them that understand, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that attitude, that embattled attitude, that oppression Olympics has infected the LGBT community at the same kind of level that it has just what you've seen on YouTube? Do you think that that's replicated outside or is it like kind of different? It's not, it's not just an online thing. Um, I've had people email me and I know that they're not doing it for attention because they're emailing me. If they were tweeting me and then like expecting me to retweet, then that's doing it for attention likely. Not necessarily. Hmm. Um, but I've had people email me, email me multiple times, multiple people, different, same story, telling me that, um, that, you know, they identified as a, a lesbian or they identified as a gay man. Um, most of the time when they identify as lesbians and they go to like their gay straight alliances in their high school and they're told that they're transphobic or, um, hmm. you know, if, if they say, oh yeah, I'm a gold star lesbian, which means you've never had sex with a man referring to cis men by the way, like it has nothing to do with trans people, but somehow they make it about them. <laughs> and, you know, they, they were like, you know, like shoved out of the, uh, out of the LGBT um, alliance or whatever, their gay straight alliance, whatever they're called in their schools, the, uh, the high school stuff. Uh, we didn't have one in my high school, so I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called the gay straight alliance. Um, I, I, went, I, I remember one time I went to the center, which is the LGBT center in New York City. This was like two years ago. And it, I, originally went there because I was doing a photo shoot with two trans women, two black trans women who were so sweet. Um, again, the sane trans people of the community, like the more sane, you know, level headed people, uh, in the community. And I remember I was like, Oh, like might as well like see what's going on. And I, I walked into a meeting, not knowing what the meeting was. And it turned out that it was a meeting for LGBT people of color. And I, I sat down because I didn't really have anything to add, obviously, but I wanted to listen because I was waiting for these trans women to come for the photo shoot. They were a little late, typical girls. And I sat down and I was listening to this Asian um, person. I want to say woman, but who the hell knows how they identified. And um, they were bitching for 20 minutes, literally maybe 15 minutes. I guess someone said 20 minutes, but it could have been 20 minutes <laughs> about how there was this guy on, on, her, uh, on her block. I'm going to say her because I don't know. There was this guy on her block and he was racist and sexist and homophobic and all these things. And, she, and, and, and like I was listening to what she was saying and I'm like, I don't think that guy sounds anything other than a typical New Yorker. That's just kind of a little bit of a prick. Like he would say that kind of shit to anybody. And mm-hmm. I said something to her and I was like, you know, this doesn't say, oh, and, you know, I was like, this doesn't sound that bad. I think you're you're taking everything to heart and you're making it harder on yourself because you know, I don't think it's as, you know, I don't think it's as bad as, I don't think it's as bad as you're making it seem. You're making people, you're making it seem like more people hate us than actually, that actually do, um, than actually do. And she flipped out, called, told me, you know, told me that they, you know, this meeting isn't even for me. Why the hell am I here? And I'm like, I'm here because I'm a part of the LGBT community. And I deserve to be here just the same as anybody else. And technically speaking, 
how do they know that I'm not a person of color? Like, how do they know? Like, visually, maybe not. But, like, biologically, maybe. Like, that's just, you know, on their, that's what they would say. Like, oh, I might not seem like a woman visually, but I am. Okay, I could say the same thing for a person of color. (laughs) You know, like, just going back on what they're saying. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely spilled over into the community, into the real world to a point where the LGBT rate of acceptance has gone down drastically. What do you mean rate um, in, of the, in the UK? Similar. There's been articles written about it. Um, I made a video. I haven't posted it yet, but I have a video um, going up soon that talks about why this happened. Um, and, and it's because of the, the cry bullies, as we call them. That's that's what the term that we've coined over the years, I guess, cry bullies. They, they cry over but, everything and they bitch. And but they're the actual bullies most of the time. Um Rate think, of acceptance, how? Like in general? I think it was in general. In general, in, in general, I think it was like, I think it was in the UK, and there was also a study in the US, and I, I'm pretty sure I have to, I have to look it up. But it was like, let me see. Do you want me to look it up really quick for you? Sure. Just acceptance, how? Like just in a job or like a house or a friend? I, or... I think just like in society, like everyday, everyday yeah. society. Like they, I think, I, I think that the, the, the and it's trending article, downward. Yeah, I think the article talked about like not wanting to be friends with LGBT people. I think that's what it was, which I can understand because I don't even want to be friends with half of these crazy people. Hmm. Like, and I'm not like, you know, um, do you think that there's going to be an arms race where the people who are not being accepted because they're assholes will become even more assholes and accuse the whole world of being even worse assholes? I do. And I I do, but now people are calling them out. So I think, I think the the community, both, I think in the community, like with people okay. like me and Blair and stuff, um, and I think I think there are some straight people that are also calling it out. Um, but if if it was only straight people calling it out, it wouldn't work. Like we need to have people like me, Blair, Calvin, and and stuff. You know, people like that also calling it out because it's it's just it's like a it's like a white person telling a black person that they're acting stupid. They're gonna be like, well, you're white. What the hell do you know? We need the black person to tell the black person they're acting stupid. <laughs> it's just to say. Do you think that it's sad that it has to be that way, but it does. Do you think that the mm-hmm. LGBT community, because it was formed, uh, uh, it went through a phase of trying to really working really hard to get society to accept itself. So it was really working mm-hmm. on tolerance. And that tolerance kind of opened it up at some point, at some weird switching point, to be abused by people who are aggressively, intolerantly demanding tolerance. Was there something in the in the water of the community going through, let's just say gay marriage or something that went too far that allowed these people to start manipulating things. I don't know what it was. My, my best guess has nothing to do with acceptance at all. I think it has to do with money. I think that people know that people will follow them. Creators know that people will follow them if they feel bad for them or if they feel like they're helping you know, like, you know, straight guilt or white guilt or whatever you want to call yeah. it or cis guilt. <laughs> I think there's a lot of kids that follow and they feel badly because they don't have a lack of self yet. And I think they're very easily manipulated and very easily controlled by these, fig, you know, figureheads, whatever you want to call them. People like Chase Ross, Cat Black, people that made a name for themselves based on saying that everybody else in the world was bad and they were good. And kids want to believe that they want to be a part of something bigger. Um, Mm. and they want to believe that 
you know, they're, they're more, they're more woke. They're, they're better people, which they're not, but that's what these people have told these kids that that's what they've led them to believe. And of course they're going to follow them if they think that they're, you know, that they're, they're keep, they're constantly getting, um, reminded that, listen, like, don't listen to these, these other crazy people, which people like me, like they're the bad people. We're the good people donate to my Patreon kind of shit. Like, and it works, you know, <laughs> and, and it, you know, and thank God, like I said, you know, there's been a ton of, at, at first they were calling them anti SJWs. Now they're calling them, um, conservatives, you know, the, the words keep changing, but the, the rise of, of those types of people mm-hmm. in a very strange, but in a very strange way, but a way that made sense because because it came full circle have, have revamped my career. You know, I still get called turf, but I don't lose jobs or, or, you know, speaking engagements or anything like that because of it, except if it's like VidCon because VidCon, <laughs> they're not, they're not fond of anybody that isn't the far left. Um, hmm. which is weird cause I don't even consider myself on the right at all. Like I'm very pro everything, but I'm also pro me like I'm pro respect for myself. So, yeah. and, and a lot of these people won't respect you if they can't control you. It's a very hive mind culty kind that's of not respect. thing. Right. Right. <laughs> but that's how they are. And you know, if, if, if you don't say something that that's 100%, you know, of the queer activist mind in, in that sense, um, they regard you as the enemy. And they automatically turn on you. And I, don't, I learned quickly that I didn't want to be a part of a community like that. So I, I kept producing content I thought was good. And if they called me a turf, if they called me a bigot, so have it. I just kept doing it and, it. and eventually it worked itself out. It seems like, it sounds like you were making a turn towards actually engaging with this. Have you been engaging with this on like a political level before? Were you just making your own I kind content? Of, I kind of ignored it for years okay. and I just kept posting. Now, I, now within the last what year. What happened that, said, that you want to do this now? What's going on? I'm just, because I, I learned that, to be honest, like I pay attention to the analytics on my videos and the videos where I have a very strong opinion, I don't think that, I don't think there's any other lesbian YouTuber out there that speaks out about the craziness in the community. Um, and I think that's why Blair White does so well, because she's one of the few trans women that does so. And I realized that that's why I respected her so much, because she's a woman with a strong opinion and she stands by it. And she inspired me in that way to 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 go back on on how I was in the beginning, just saying how I felt and, and standing by it. And if I do make a mistake because I was uninformed or something, I'll admit it. But hmm. I still have certain beliefs um, and I and people they might not get as many views, but they get way more comments, way more likes, way more people excited for conversation when I do content about um, gender politics. It doesn't have to be about trans people. It could just be about gender politics in general. Um, I'll what give do you, you think? A good the... yeah, oh, yeah. no, go on. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was just going to say something personal. It's not that important, though. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to ask a personal question, so you can. Just... No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, what, what's the what do you think the role of a lesbian community is now, or the LGBT community is now? What, what is the function of that community? It, given that maybe society accepts you enough, does it need to be disbanded? Is it going through some sort of phase shift because what brought it together is no longer something that binds it together? What do you think? Oh, interesting. That's a really interesting question. I don't know how to answer that. 
because it's different everywhere you go. Like I, I live part-time in New York and part-time in Florida. And, um, I think that it, Florida, the community is so yeah, very different. The community is very different in Canada. The community is very different in Spain. Um, but if you go to Florida, even me, just like literally walking around my mom's retirement community, I would get stares and, and people would probably snicker and, and, and say nasty. And this is in Florida, you know, and this is in the United States. I think, I don't think acceptance is okay. as far as people would think or hope. We'll say hope okay. because I think people do, most people in this country want it, you know, believe in gay rights and trans rights. Um, but and I think you, you're seeing data that's saying that that acceptance is taking yes. back. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blair, I think Blair did a video about it, or she mentioned it in a video. No, she mentioned it in a video recently. I keep mentioning her because she's one of my favorite content creators at the moment, um, and she knows that. But, um, yeah, she talked about it. I think I tweeted about it and tagged her, and then she put it in her video. She might have seen it before that. I don't know. But uh, there were two articles written about it, how the it was it was the, for the first time in, in 10 years or 20 years or something, People, I think, I think it. I think what was stated in the article was parents would feel less comfortable now with their with their kids being friends with get with LGBT people or something like that, mm-hmm. or if if they would they would or the, or the parents themselves would feel less comfortable. But it, for under and it's understandably so. Like there's so much hatred, and you know, a hierarchy of oppression. <laughs> like, and it's just. Did you watch Some that people, form in real time then? Or did it just all, oh, yeah, all of a sudden I've, appear? I've seen it happening. No, I've seen it. Ha- I've seen it happening for years. Like I have, I have friends of mine in, I play paddleball, you know, it's like, it's like racquetball, very similar to racquetball, but it's outdoors and very New York city thing. And I have, I've had friends of mine for years be like, I don't give a shit if somebody transitions, da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden trans women in sports and they flipped out online because you know, males generally, if you go through male puberty, you will have advantages. Like it's just, it's true. Um, and these people that I play with, they're, they're very, very keen on women in sports because, you know, we have, you know, men's doubles, we'll have mixed doubles. So it'll be a man and a woman. Um, and there, it took years for us to get to taking, taking women's sports seriously. Um, Hmm. and I, and I think now, being a feminist in that way is is seen as a good thing and not as a as a pussy move because like back then oh you're a feminist you must be you know bitch you know you must be whipped by your girlfriend type of thing but now it's actually a good thing but then again now it's becoming oh, for men to be for men feminist. right oh, okay. right be considered a bad thing like to, okay for, yeah. and and still I guess in some cases but not much I think people nowadays know that men being feminists you know isn't a pussy move it's it's thank God. You know that they're for women's rights and for equal respect and that kind of thing, um, and more more often than not, they are, of course. But now you have it kind of eating itself, <laughs> and it's it's like, yeah, we're feminists, but we're standing, you know, we're we're standing for women, but we're getting hate for it. So it it it's becoming a very confusing time mm-hmm. for people, you know, because now you're hated by the trans community who who are very even louder. Um, in my opinion, louder and, and meaner than, you know, women's rights activists. Um, why do you think that they can get away with that behavior? Like if, if people because nobody, claiming... because nobody, nobody wants to be called transphobic. That's that. I think it's as simple as that. Honestly, I think that, I think one of the ways they get away with it is they say 
trans people are the most oppressed, um, which I guess, I guess, depending on the way you look at it, yes, they are. Um, well, trans women specifically. But you could also say, I'm trying to say, how do, you, how do I say this? Trans women are the most oppressed, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the community, like, should be forgotten. Like, there's so, it, it became, it, it very quickly went from, like, if you've noticed, there has never been, and I said this in the video, I got so much shit for it, but whatever. There have never, there has never been a time where lesbians had the spotlight. It went from gay men um, to, to, you know, directly to trans people, in my opinion, like everything became, you know, gay rights, gay rights, gay rights, which included lesbianism, but lesbians are never the forefront of anything, like visually, for some reason. Hmm. Um, Why? Like, you'll, you'll, Why do you think that is? Are you guys just not narcissistic enough? I, I think I'm, put I'm not front and center. I'm being facetious, but what do you, no, what do you no, think no, the psychology I, is? Well, I think, well, I think we're not the ones that are in charge of the community. I think gay men handle most of the stuff. I think that's really what it comes down to. They have most of the money and they, ha they handle most of the, the, the political stuff, even though lesbians might do it just as much in private behind the scenes, but gay men are, are more out there. And that's not bad. I don't think gay men should not be out there. Of course. I just think that lesbians never like had their time to shine. Um, in, and even on YouTube, like we had Michael Buckley and Tyler Oakley and Joey Graceffa and like huge, huge, huge LGB, uh, L gay tr content creators. And like, if you notice the the popular lesbian creators don't actually talk about lesbian topics on YouTube. What do they talk about? Hannah Hart talks about drinking, you know, and, 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 you know, food and, you know, Ingrid is, is, is a lesbian and talks about, uh, beauty. You know, there, it's just not, meanwhile, there's a lot of straight, cause you know what it is? It's a lot of straight girls that will watch gay men. The, believe it or not, there are not a lot of straight guys that will watch lesbians. They, they just won't. They don't well, connect I wonder if our in interests overlap. I, I think they do. They do. But for some reason, it's a cultural thing where hmm. girls are obsessed with boys, no matter if they're gay or straight. And guys, you know, I guess they see that, that like straight guys, are all the le lesbians are like out of my reach. I'm not going to I don't know what it is, but it went from hmm. gay men to being the spotlight in 2013, 2015, right to 2016. It went straight to trans women. Um, and now it's all about being non-binary and it's like, it just gets more and more quote progressive and more woke and less and less about being female. And it, I've, I noticed that like the, like f trans men have never had the spotlight. And I think it's because they were born female. I really do. And I think it's, I know, I know plenty of people that would agree with me, but that, that wouldn't say it publicly, <laughs> publicly, but um, I mentioned that in a video and, and I got a lot of hate, but I also got a lot of praise for it. People were like, wow, I never thought of it that way. And went from gay what's men your, to trans women to, to non-binary people. What's your uh, audience ratio, male, female on, on the on analytics? Um, Is it? It's, I, I haven't looked at it in a while, but I, I think it's probably like 70, 30. 70 there's, there's female? A, yeah. There's a lot of guys, but not a lot of young straight guys like there are with girls yeah, like young straight girls that fawn over the gig the cute gay boys you know um hmm. that's just i guess it's a cultural thing um how big is uh is your 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 presence about being a lesbian or how does that oh i talk how about you designed that 
How did I design it, you say? Well, conceive of that. Like, what is what is me as a lesbian versus me as me, if that is even Oh, something. no. Like, I, I 100% branded myself as, like, the lesbian YouTuber. <laughs> like, I, and in the beginning, people were like, oh, that's a bad thing. But I was smart about it and knew that the, like, that the platform was going to grow. And now the more niche you are, the better. So it wound up benefiting me in the end. Um, I can only talk about girly things or, you know, sports, you know, how, how many people are going to make the same type of video a lot? How many people are going to talk about the color of your vagina? Probably only me. (laughs) And that's why I get views on those because I'm the only one that talks about that kind of stuff. And it needs to be talked about, you know, and there, there needs to not be as much shame. There needs to be a channel where women feel safe, which is why a lot of straight girls watch me. Um, not because they're like bisec- bi curious or bisexual. I mean, they might be, but that's not why they watch me because I'm a woman that has a strong opinion and they want to be the same. And I, I think I give them confidence. And I think th- I also hopefully make them feel comfortable, more, more comfortable with who they are. And that's, mm. that's my main goal is to help women do that. Men too, but women first. You know. How was that uh, learning those skills yourself before? I, I guess you grew up pre kind of at the beginning of the internet, probably pre pre YouTube for sure. But yeah, what was it yeah, like? Yeah. How did you have to find your role models, or what role models did you find, or how did you have to invent that courage for yourself, or were you just already uh, just a firecracker? I was a firecracker. I've always been sassy, that's for sure. But that's that comes with being from Brooklyn and being Italian. But um, I was, if you watch my very early videos, I was very, like, I, I actually, it's funny because I actually seem like I'm more excited about things, but I was like overdoing it on purpose because I was so nervous. And now I just sit there and I talk and I learn that people listen to me because it's the energy that, that the way that I'm, the way that I'm talking, not like, not like the pitch or the, like the, the speed at which I'm doing so. It's just yeah. the way I say things and, and the confidence that comes comes with it. And then people, I, I could be as wrong as the day is long. And if I say it a certain way, people will follow that. I don't think I'm wrong very often. Um, but I think that if you want, there's a difference between being a content creator and being a leader. I think yeah. that, yeah, I think that there's a lot of people that make content and make good content, but I don't think they would be capable of starting a conversation, like an important conversation. I don't think anyone, I don't think everybody has the ability to do that. I think you have to have a very strong opinion, a very strong knowledge of who you are and what you believe in because people are going to hate on you and you can't let them, you can't let it bother you. You can't let it, like I remember one of my friends, Davey, one of the, my favorite things he's ever said was somebody had asked him on a panel how he handles um, negative and how he handles positive comments actually. Because a lot of a lot of YouTubers will get big egos, right? And they, oh, everybody loves me, everybody loves me, and then they say something wrong and they're canceled, and they they get depressed and they go on, you know, they go on suicide watch, like literally. Um, and he says he said I handle positive comments the same way I handle negative comments. I don't let them validate me. Um, like no matter what these people think of me, I know that I still do my best to be a good person and to to show love and spread love. And if they don't think that I'm doing it in the best way, that's okay they have their own channel and they could speak out and, and that's the beauty of YouTube. Like anybody can just make a channel and then say whatever the hell they have to say. Yeah. If you're lucky, you won't get kicked off or suppressed by the algorithm, but at least you can well, speak. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you consider yourself a, a leader at this point or do you think oh, that it's, 
and I has think, that always been the case or are you moving into that now you think i think it's always been the case but i think i didn't recognize it in myself until recently but i th- but, and i didn't i didn't recognize it i i didn't realize that because people were hating on me so much it was because they saw me as a leader huh you know because if you're just like you know an anonymous person on the internet no one's going to be like hey whatever <laughs> but yeah. like when they when i started getting a lot of hate i i realized oh shit like they hate me because they do view me as somebody with a massive platform and a voice that could potentially in their eyes ruin them. Although well, I think it's, I think the, like, like they're, they've been doing it for the last three years and look at the rate of LGBT acceptance. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, <laughs> maybe it's time to do it my way. <laughs> well, Everybody queer theory uh, doesn't like stats too much. So we'll see if that convinces them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are you do LGBT you, what, yourself? No, I just stumbled into this um, okay. because uh, I got my start talking about um, a very niche instance of uh, racism gone horribly awry at a small college. And uh, mm-hmm. I investigated the tactics that were being used by the activists within the race dialogue. And I just needed to back away from race. It just so depressing. Uh, I just needed to break from that. And I saw a lot of the trans individuals getting um, railroaded by the trans rights activists. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just wanted to start to investigate what it, what is this whole trans thing and, and talk to, you know, and platform the, the rational trans people. And then that led me in this yeah. whole uh, adventure into all these different you know, subsets. You of get people. sucked in, and it's just it's it's growing every day. Like there's new genders, there's new reasons to be offended, there's new yeah. ways you can upset people. Like the, there's new laws that are protecting something that doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, the, 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 it's like a never-ending flow of content for us, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, job for security. Sure. Yeah. Job security. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, as long as I, I keep on focusing on 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 building something rather than just critiquing, I think it's really too uh, attractive to just be a critic. I don't want to be a critic. I'd rather be a connector uh, in in a way. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody what, somebody what are... told me that recently. Somebody said that you're a, they called me col- a culture critic, and I was like, yeah, but I'm also. I said the same thing as you. I said I'm also connecting. I didn't know if I used that same word connecting, but I said, yeah, but I'm maybe bridging, trying to trying my best to bring the community together by being a critic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. By being like, shame on you. Shame on you. This is the way we should do it. But they do the same thing to me. So who the hell is really right in this situation? Do you think that that it's viable to go along a, a more constructive route of I guess your idea right now is to platform people that are speaking out or at least have debates or something? You think that that would be possibly a way to shift the direction of the community? I think it humanizes people. And I think that and, and I know that because of what I've been doing for the last 10 years, people forget that I'm a real person. And I've met people that have hated on me in real life. And of course, they don't say shit in real life. They walk the other way, like they're ashamed, um, mm. because they they it's it's you're being a bully behind the cat, like behind, not even the camera. You're being a bully behind the typewriter, like the the keyboard, um, typewriter. I don't know why I said that. Um, I must I wanted to say typing, and I said typewriter. Um, you're being a bully by typing. It's just. What was your question? I forgot what you said. How do how do you flush the bullies out of this uh, out of oh, this yeah, yeah. sector of society? Um, do you let them they, just erode the whole thing or I, I think, I think they're doing, I think they're eating their own at this point. I think that somebody like me who, who's been doing their best 
even if they disagree with me, I've, I've been doing my best to support people that are different for years. And if they hate and they find if they find me hateful, I can't even imagine what they like. They want me to die. So I can't even imagine what they think of the rest of you know regular people in the world. You know, people that don't even know what the hell genderqueer is. Um, they they I tend to hate I, I, people like you more because they do. Yeah. Kill the messenger. I, I don't know what the mentality is exactly. Um, I also, I hate to say this, but I also do think it's again, because I'm a woman. If a man said, said some of the things that I said, like if, if you tell like gay men, I'll say this. I think now they, they're starting to come for gay men, calling gay men transphobic for not wanting to have sex with trans men, but it's so far and few in between compared to the amount of hate lesbians get. Gay men have, have literally, like if you go on Grindr, in their profiles, in their bios, they'll have like the size of their dicks. And, you know, I'm not going to date anybody, you know, uh, eight, eight inches uncut. Oh, um, I only prefer hung men, da, da, da. Hmm. If I said that about like, if I talked about women that way, which I don't, but I do talk about like, okay, I like vaginas and I like this type of woman and this, this, hmm. this. You're reducing women to their genitals. You're reducing women to this. You're transphobic. Men, men and their sexual orientations or sexuality, because they're those two different things, are always taken more seriously than women. And our opinions are also le taken less seriously. Could you sketch the difference between what you mean be between sexuality and sexual orientation? <clears throat> Sex sexual orientation is who you're attracted to, and sexuality is the way you have sex or the way you like. Okay. Does that make sense? Like your sexuality. Manifest it. So, yeah. Right, 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 right. Like you, because sex people say sexuality is fluid. Correct. But but that had turned into oh well if your sexuality is fluid then gen then genitals are a preference. No no no. Sexuality doesn't mean sexual orientation. Okay, okay. Like I might see a, a I might see a trans woman who passes for cis, right? Who who I would have never known was trans, doesn't have any masculine features, male features, has a vagina. I would I would have sex with her personally. I wouldn't care. Um because you're still presenting you you still look female. You can't be attracted to somebody's chromosomes, right? But you're attracted to secondary sex characteristics. Um mm. That would, that's where sexual orientation and sexual, but like sexual orientation would be attracted, be, would be being attracted to that said woman. Sexuality is how I would want to have sex with her. Okay. Yeah. Right. So how you express yourself sexually. Yeah. There are certain women, like certain guys, certain gay men are only tops, certain gay men are only bottoms. And sometimes it changes depending on who you're with. That, that's more okay. sexuality. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are, have you ever found yourself attracted to a man's sexuality itself, even though like the body, the container that it's in is not something that you're attracted to? Like, is there anything about the male sexuality that... That I'm attracted to? I, or or that, that's really just yeah. alienating to you or just like a mystery to no, you? No, I just, it, to me, it's just, it's just the male, maleness has never turned me on. Hmm. I, I, I guess it's, it's the five senses, right? It's the way they smell. It's the way they taste it's the way they look you know it's just like every single one of those things just didn't feel right that's the best way i can explain it it just i, I it has to be biological i guess hmm. there's no other way i can explain it's it's like the signs of being a lesbian i don't know <laughs> i don't know I, I just know that it is like i don't know how to answer that really um just maleness of any kind yeah even even butch women turn me off like i i could because it reminds me of men not that they are men but it reminds me of that and it, it personally turned me off, yeah. Like mm -hmm. if they were very, very masculinized, yeah, can't do it. 
Was your, um, how did you discover your orientation? Like, were you really young or was it just kind of a surprise? I was I was like nine and I just knew I was very, very upset about it, but I just, Oh yeah. Like I hid it for 10 years. I didn't come out until I was 19. Um, but I wasn't a very sexual person at, at that age anyway. So it wasn't like I was like horny behind doors, like masturbating to women. I just didn't even like do anything. I was just focused on school, focused on, on, you know, getting into a good school, getting into a good high school, a good college, whatever. And then I was 19 and I was like, yeah, it's probably time to come out. Cause I don't want to like date boys anymore. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't have sex with them. I've never had sex with a man. Um, your gold I star. Do it. I, I, I don't have do one gold, here. I can emoji a gold one. Star, sure. I know, but you say that now it's transphobic because you're excluding trans women. Meanwhile, it has nothing to do with trans people. It has to do with having a woman having sex with a cis straight guy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with trans people, but, um, I don't think the term is, is great, but I don't think it's transphobic either. So, but yeah, you, you say you're upset. Were you upset because you had to change your conception of your future? Like you weren't going to have a house with babies or something like that? Or was it like <laughs> you just, would have to deal with all this ostracization? I, I think it was that, yeah, that was part. Well, no, the weird thing is I knew like my dad, my mom had gay friends and, and, and lesbian friends. And my dad used to work in the village as a massage therapist. All of his clients were gay, gay men. He didn't care. It wasn't even like I, I knew nobody in my family, but maybe my grandma cared because she was like super religious. Um, and when my brother came out, my brother's also gay. She told she took she came, took me to the side and she's like, you should bring Matthew to church. I'm like, no, grandma, he's gay. He's not the devil. Like, leave him alone. I'm like, <laughs> but after after like a few like a year or two, she's she understood. Like, we just, it's just how we are. Like, we can't change it. Um what, what was the question again? I forgot what you said. I just I was why, just why curious was about why you're why upset. I, yeah, I. I it's going to sound strange, but I have, I'm very typical type a personality. And I think it had to do with me being like a perfectionist. And I saw like, I, I had, I had straight A's. I was always the captain of my softball team, my hockey team. I was one of the best players in everything I did. I was a great kid. I never got in trouble except if I answered back, that was the only thing I ever got in trouble for. Cause I had a big mouth. <laughs> now I'm using that to my advantage. Clearly. Yeah. Right. Um, but that was the only thing I ever did that was like bad. And I, and I wanted, I wanted to be the best version because my parents worked so hard. Like we weren't poor. We were definitely lower middle class. My dad was a mailman. What do you make? $40,000 a year. You know, it's, it's not a great profession. Um, and we live in New York, so it was really hard. And I, and I wanted to work so fucking hard to make something of myself so that my parents, my parents struggle was worth it. And to me, when I, when I came out, and I admitted that to myself, it was like, oh shit, like at one point for, I don't know why, but for some reason I thought that it was damp, it was going to dampen my, my image. Um, not, not how they saw me, but I guess how the world would see me and then, then how the world would see them in return. I know that's stupid to think that now, but 10 years ago, 20 or whatever it was, 15 years ago, it was different. Um, I think it's important to honor that. Yeah. I think that that's uh, at root, it's a very good, um, you know, compulsion to want to be perfect, uh, you know, and, and right, right, kind right. of like wrangling with, you know, your difference, I guess, and mm-hmm. coming to terms with the fact that it's not a flaw. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely not. I know that now. But back then, I <laughs> I was very upset, which is why I started making videos, um, because huh. I knew how lucky I was. Well, that was like four years into, after coming out, I started making content. Because I knew how lucky I was that I was fully accepted in my life and my family. And I knew other people weren't. 
and and I started posting videos to to help people that didn't have that experience and then didn't live in New York City, you know. Um, do you think, think that if you were born 15 years later, uh, the trans ideology as it's manifesting now with rapid onset mm-hmm. gender, do you think that that might have attracted I, you? I think that I would have thought I was trans for fucking sure. For sure. And I've made a video about this and I, I think I privated it now, not because it wasn't a good video because it didn't perform well. But that's whatever. But um, the video was called I, I Thought I Was Transgender because in a weird way I did. Um, so even if I thought back then that I that I was trans, I, I didn't th- I didn't know what trans was. What I had thought at the time when I was like 10, 12 years old was that I should have been born a boy because I didn't know that you could be a girl that likes women, like a w- woman that likes women. And I didn't fit in with the, you know, the girl, like the girls on, my, on the block, the kids on the block here where I grew up. You know, they, they were obsessed with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Hanson and all the 90s boys. And I was just like not into it. Like and I, I wanted to play hockey. I, I, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to do gymnastics. Like every gender stereotype that you could think of, I was the reverse of it. So, you know, even even in, like even McDonald's, like they would give me the girl toy and I'd be like, no, I want the other toy. <laughs> like They'd be like, you're trans, you know. Um, yeah. And also and also because I hated my body because I was ashamed. But believe it or not, I hated my body because I wasn't developed fully as a female, but th- now they'd probably take, th- they would probably like find a way how to twist it. I don't know. Could you, but I could was, you... I was so, I was, yeah, I was gonna say I was so skinny. I was so thin. I didn't even get my period okay. until I was 15. I still don't oh. have any boobs. Yeah. So I, oh, I was okay. never, I felt more like, I felt like people looked at me more like I was more of a guy than a girl because of my body also. And because of my personality, so I was like, oh, maybe it would have been easier if I was just a guy, you know, like one of those kind of things. Yeah. Would it have been? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Because I like being a woman. Um, but th- I think 100%, like I, I didn't like my body. I didn't fit into gender stereotypes. I liked women, you know. I think 100% I would have thought I was trans if I was growing up now. Definitely. And all these YouTubers that are like, non-binary and non-this and, you know, you know gender, gender fluid and you can do this and this. I would have thought I was some kind of Q in the community and not just basically a woman that likes women for sure. Were you uh, ever uh, into politics like activism or did you ever uh, be, uh, have a radical phase like that or, or, and my the radical other question phase is, is, was my radical phase oppression is ever, right now. <laughs> Oh, right now. Okay. It's like You're a late right bloomer. Yeah. 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 It's happening right now. I'm just like, me too. I, I've reached peak trans at this point as what, as we call it. I reached it like last year, Within the last year, I started making content where I'm just like, now people are calling themselves non-binary lesbians, and I'm just, I just, they're making it so much more complicated than it needs to be, you know. Um, hmm. To Isn't me, that if the you, game? Isn't that I, what I, they I, just want to do? I think that's what they want to do. Yeah, but but is I think that's hurting LGBT acceptance. Why? Which is why the rate is going down. I think I think sometimes it is that it, it is as simple as. Are you attracted to maleness or femaleness? If you're attracted to one, that you're then then you're what you know whatever gender you present as. If you, if you're still presenting as a man, you're a straight man. If you're presenting as a woman, you're a lesbian. You know, because gen- genitals are important in, in relationships, but they're not important as far as society goes in that way. You know, mm-hmm. I've never seen any of my friends' genitals, <laughs> but maybe like one. But like, I thought there was a video. No, that was you. Which one? 
there was oh, when just I showed a, my friends. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't feel I mean, comfortable like, I, watching that, so I, I'm I, sorry. My, my I, I, non, no, 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 my non YouTube friends. I've never seen their genitals. Like my YouTube friends, of course. Like we're filming for a video and stuff, but like, and all those videos are real. I've seen like all my friends in that way. If I did see them on camera, I saw them in real life. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are like oh, that's fake. That's fake. And it's like no, they they were comfortable enough to show me, and I was respectful and made them feel comfortable, and you know they they we talked about you know, our genital insecurities and our insecurities with our bodies and those conversations need to happen. So mm-hmm. at least I think so. And then I get called transphobic for being obsessed with trans people's genitals. So full circle comes, comes to bite me in the ass somehow. You just can't <laughs> get away from it. You just got to <laughs> yeah. embrace it, I guess. That's I, what uh... I did. That's what I do. And I'm just like, yeah, hmm. so what's the next step then? I just continue to make content with, with people like Blair in mind that, just because of an outspoken woman to, 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 to know that as an outspoken woman and a lesbian, I'm going to be taken less seriously unless I fully hmm. commit. So I, I just have to fully commit to what I, to what I believe is right and not, and not fluctuate. You know, I think that's is there a way to do that without like, being radical, uh, I guess on the surface to like have a radical belief, but not be, um, I don't know. It just seems like, you have such a chill demeanor and yeah. you, can, you can wed that really strong confidence with, uh, you know, just a steadiness that, that might be very much needed to see like a confident think, woman keeps their cool uh, yeah. and says, this, I think, is, I this think is the line, I think it's, no more shit. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it is. I think it's being confident, cool, and consistent. Like we'll, we'll name them the three C's. Cause I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> If you really if are a marketing if, if, department person. Am I? I don't know. I, I just feel like you said it. I hit it right on the head, so I was just going to use it. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you keep your cool, and if you're confident and you're consistent, I mean, that's kind of what that's kind of what a lot of the more popular people that are that are culture critics do. Hmm. They're a little bit sarcastic too. That always works. Um, but I'm also not going to not be me like i'm i'm i am generally a very sarcastic sassy sassy person so i like i like showing that side of myself on camera that's not just for the camera i just like showing that side of me but yeah i think that's the next step i think it's just to continue the conversations and know that i'm going to get shit from both sides but use it to my advantage at this point because i think i think those types of videos get the most action and i don't it's not necessarily hate but it is it is a very important conversation we need to have. So I think it's all in all, I think it's for the better. Do you think that you you were built to do this in a way? Do so I think it's like my dharma? Um, yeah. I think my dharma is to to help people learn to love themselves because that's something that I had to learn to do and I'm still doing. Um and I'm doing it in front of thousands of people. But um, I, think th- I think everybody has a unique gift and the, a unique way of expressing that gift. There's a, there's a book called the, uh, the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And it's the law of Dharma. It talks about that um, and how if you're not giving the world your gift, it's, hmm. it's like a waste, you know. Um, and, and when you start giving the world your truth, the world opens up for you. Doors open up, windows open up, you know, romance comes in and because you're, you're, you're being the energy that the world needs you to be. And I think that for me, it's hopefully, hopefully an energy of women empowerment and, 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 uh, without shame, without guilt, um, 
without needing to change, you know, change any aspect of who you are to please somebody else to validate somebody else. I, I hope that that's the message that most people and male and men too, just be like, I, I'm a woman, so I'm going to talk more for women. Hmm. Um, but I hope that's the message or the, the energy or the feeling people come away with after watching my content. I hope so. Do you have any books in the works? No, I was asked to Other write a media? book. I was asked to write a book years ago and I had ideas and I submitted the ideas and they got approved, but I just didn't want to do it. I, just, I didn't want to do it. I don't feel like I can sit there for hours a day typing. Um, I think I have more to say. I'm better at verbalizing than, yeah. than writing. Yeah, yeah. So far. Yeah. yeah. Plus they don't pay you enough to be honest. I think they would like <laughs> off camera or you, you, I mean, you could put this in, but I think they offered me like $10,000 and I'm like, I'm not spending <laughs> 30 hours a week to make $10,000 when I can just do two videos or three videos and make that and like enjoy the videos. Yeah. Well, think of all the, the book bookstore tours you could go on, you know? Good. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe in the future, but not, not right now. Maybe when I'm old and I don't feel like traveling as much, <laughs> maybe, maybe then when I'm retired, then I'll write my book. The, one more, one more question just for like a, a side question. What, yeah. What's your, what's your other gig? What's your other topic or, or interest besides this LGB, et cetera, uh, stuff? Travel, travel and culture. Just, I love traveling. I love seeing other, I love seeing other cultures. Um, I love sports too. I love people. I don't think people know that about me, but I love, I love being active and I love sports, but I haven't, I don't, it's not something like, this is my job. You know, like I talk about LGBT. I don't, I don't talk about gay shit with my friends. Like when we're hanging out, you know, <laughs> we talk about girls, you know? we talk about, girls we talk about sports, we talk about food. Um, I mean, most of the time I talk about this kind of stuff online and it seems like it's like, Oh, my entire life, but is it, it's, no, oh, it's part of my business. So I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and it might seem like it's overblown, but it's really not. There's not that many lesbians in the conversation at all at the moment. So I feel the need to talk even more. Um, yeah. you're going to bring some I, lesbians I would... up under your wing, you think? Oh, Give I have. Yeah. Them. I, I, there's, there's quite a few YouTubers that I've helped over the, and they'll, they'll tell you straight up. Like if you, if they, if you ever interviewed them, they'd be like, Ariel helped me from the beginning. Um, hello, Steph, Rhea and Chrissy. Uh, I helped Amber's closet for a little bit. I got, I got to think, but I could, I can name at least 10, 15 creators that I helped in some way, in one way or another, like whether it was collabing or helping with my ideas, helping them with ideas or teaching them, you know, little behind the scenes kind of things to, to help them. Or if they were upset about something, they would come to me. I'm like the mother lesbian. I'm not even the oldest one, but they view me <laughs> yeah. as that. Cause I've been on the, I've, I'm the oldest You're the vet. channel, the oldest channel. Yeah. Not the oldest person. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad that, that I was able to, to, to be that for at least somebody. And I'm lucky that now there's, there's a few people that are, have been on the platform for longer than me. Or simply that just now they're more popular than I am, um, that they're willing to reach out and, and help me grow more, which is great. It's, it's all about helping other other people's voices be heard too, you know. Yeah, the platform itself won't do that. It does, but it's harder now than ever to grow, which is a shame. Yeah, back then it was very easy. Well, it wasn't easy to grow. It was easier to grow back then, but there was also less. There were also less people watching YouTube back then. So it was a, if it was, it's a different reason why it was more difficult to grow. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Completely yeah. different reason. Now it's like, okay, everybody's mm -hmm. on YouTube, but there's also everybody's re creating on YouTube. Um, 
So it's this. It's actually kind of this. I guess the same reason. Less people, less less content, but also less people. Now there's more content, but more people. Yeah, but the pie grows, but so do all the pigs around the pie. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. That's it's. Yeah. So it's the same reason, just different different. You know, percentages or whatever the word. I don't know what the word yeah. would be. I'm not good at math. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say, though. You're good at alliteration. Well, thanks for jumping on my channel and talking with me about this. I would uh, recommend there's one young woman up in uh, Canada who I'd like you to at least speak with or or check out, GNC-centric. She just got kicked off of Twitter. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fabulous. Was she one of the people in the Peak Resilience project or no. she no no she's kind of just her own thing she's just her own okay. detransitioner I think I, just, and... I think I just followed her I'll check but I'm pretty sure I just followed her I, I think she was on maybe maybe she was on their channel or something yeah but I just interviewed I, I, I her do... today but yeah. she, our first interview has just been making the rounds I just... good 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 yeah I do I want to do like I said I want to have content with like a live stream with people that are on one like com- somebody that's completely detransition that's like trans people don't exist and then somebody that's detransitioned and, and and is more like yeah trans people exist but i fucked up <laughs> you know and i mm. thought i was trans and i wasn't that's a really interesting conversation that needs to happen too that kind of stuff is i think in the works for me um because there's a lot of that going around a lot of detransitioners coming out which is mm. I, I, like i said in 2013 i knew it was gonna happen and took, took really? five or six years yes yeah what because everybody I think there's the going to be more years. and more. I think it's going to be more and more detransitioned, detransitioned people, and I think the people that that don't physically transition will be fine, um, and that they'll they'll probably still call themselves non-binary. But the fact is, if you are a woman, te- being on testosterone is not going to feel good. Like it's not. <laughs> that's that's where it comes. That's what it comes down to. Um, so if you're if you're physically I don't even know what the word would be, biologically transitioning, if if you could. I guess physically transitioning would be the word. Um, hormonally transitioning. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of trans, uh, detransitioners. And I think if I think if people are just saying that they're non-binary, they'll, they'll probably still say that. But if you're not changing anything about yourself, you could... What's the point, you know? <laughs> to me, it's like, okay, you have a new, a new name, but you didn't change anything visually or socially. Do you think that that's going to lead to some blowback against, uh, well, I guess, medical community and the LGBT community? Oh, yeah. Did you know that now there's an entire section, a subset of, of the trans community called, they call themselves trans medicalists? Yeah. True scum. Is True there... scum, trans medicalists. Yeah. That's yeah. the blowback. It already happened. Yeah. It, people are like, okay, listen, like, there are trans trenders. They are real. And you're hurting people that actually have been diagnosed with gender dysphoria that need these medical treatments. It's, it's an, it's a biological scientific thing. Um, and, and we believe that you need gender dysphoria to be transgender. Like it's that simple. And people are like, you don't need dysphoria to be trans. You don't need this. It's like, gatekeeper. Yeah. Like, shut up. I'm called the gatekeeper for gatekeeping lesbians. Like, it's like, oh my God, 99% of lesbians. <laughs> gatekeeping oh your own vagina. Shame on yes, you. I just, I don't true. understand how we got to that point. You, it's so rapey. Up. That's literally like the rapiest thing. Have you heard thing. of the cotton ceiling? Have you heard of the cotton ceiling? Yeah, there's okay, a so story that I'm working on on that. Okay, so there you go. Do you do this full time now? 
Um, uh, I, I have a, I drive a school bus. Oh, cute. Okay. For, yeah. Yeah. Good. It's kind of cute. It's a long one though. So it's manly. You know, don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you get that. Me, yeah. My bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like your penis. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you. Ariel. Yeah. I'm going to have you yeah, on. Thank you. I got to think about it, but maybe it's like, maybe it's an episode where straight guys like against the LGBT community. And then I, I don't know, but I, I'll think of a way to get you on an episode. I'm thinking of probably doing one a month. Cause more than that, it's going to like be a lot for me since I already post yeah. one to two videos a week. Yeah. And plus I travel a lot. Um, but I think, I think it'd be interesting to start doing live streams. We'll see. I just have to figure out how to like be a moderator. <laughs> Cause I know yeah. I'm going to be like, shut the fuck up. You're wrong. But I, I have to like calm myself hmm. down. Yeah. I'm, I'm better at a moderator role than, than a, than a speaking role personally. Are you, are you like a Libra or something? What are you? I'm a cancer. Oh, me too. Oh, okay. I could I actually was going to guess that. Because Why did you say Libra then? Just because you said I'm more comfortable moderating. Yeah, I'm like, eh. The, but, my um, hair parts, I guess it's parting in the middle right now, but. Yeah. No, no, it was something you said earlier that made me think you were a cancer. And I can't remember what it was. But it was it's something you said that I was like, I feel the same exact way as that. And no one else that I know feels that way unless they're a cancer. And I can't remember what it was. But I was going to ask you that when I just went past it. <laughs> when we were talking about astrology, you said something. And I was like, oh, fucking cancer probably. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Very strong opinions, but very sweet is usually what we are. Yeah, I go sideways a lot. Mm -hmm. Like a crab. You like a crab. 